when I gave the word Now in the morning I sleep alone Sweep the streets I used to Hi, this is Jessica DeMassa for Health Innovation Media, and I am at J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference, and I am in particular at um, Health 2.0's Winter Tech. I'm joined by co-founder of Health 2.0, Matthew Holt, and Matthew is going to talk through the top 10 takeaways. Is it for healthcare this year, or for what? No, no, just from today's Winter Tech Conference. So, okay. so Jessica, we just did Winter Tech, which is Health 2.0's sort of investment, uh, future of healthcare conference. It's much more chat than usual health 2.0 demo format that you've seen. Okay. We've been before, before so I was going to just give a quick sort of, here's the top 10 things that my, usually uh, at the end of these conferences, Indu Sabaya, my business partner, has beautiful, cogent uh, uh, analysis of what happened in the day, and I just bullshit off the cuff. Oh, but, in, uh, but this time you've added numbers but, to your but, bullshit. But I, right? <laughs> oh, harsh. This time I like wrote stuff down. Okay. All right. So... Ten things that happened today. So we had, yes. Jessica, we had Jessica, Jessica Maga from Verily, which is uh, Alphabet, Google's uh, life sciences. Yes. They're doing some really interesting stuff. They have genotypes already. They're talking about adding uh, digital phenotypes, measuring stuff, um, and then adding behavior images to that. Um, and they have a program called Baseline, which is going to do some revolutionary stuff. So it's interesting. Right at the start of this morning, Paul Markovich, who's the CEO of Blue Shield, he announced mm-hmm. uh, a revamping of Cal Index. There'll be a new name, a new CEO, Claudia Williams. Uh, is going to say who's just come over from the, the, the White House Technology Office. Um, that's going to, if they get it right in about a year, produce a data lake of about 15 million uh, complete records, which people can then build stuff on top of as an open platform. So that's potentially a huge opportunity sort of for California to lead the world. Tremendous. So open platform completely. Uh, that's the idea. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but in about a year, right? Now, as Paul said, you know, kind of non-profit help for-profits in the most for-profit week in healthcare. All right. uh, we had how the, ironic. At the end of the day, we had a panel on emerging markets. Um, uh, a bunch of comments there, but, but, but the, the consensus was that you can probably figure out something that works really well in India and bring it to the U.S., yeah, probably can't figure out the other way around. So, so our emerging market's a good place to try out new stuff. We're going to see a lot about that. We had a really amazing, intense provider panel with a bunch of new uh, star providers like Iora Health, Q Alliance, some tech companies like Grand Rounds in it, um, and Caremore, uh, which is not quite such a new provider organization. Uh, I met, um, they were all saying that they've, they've figured it out, they've done it, they can figure out how to reduce cost by 20%, we had to scale it up. I met Professor Jamie Robinson from Berkeley in the corridor. Jamie had uh, been looking at this stuff, he's even older than me, been looking at this stuff for a while. And he said, you know, Matthew, it, it's tough. When people say they've got this stuff right, I, 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 I have to bite my tongue for not saying, hang on, we did that 25 years ago and, and we tried it and it didn't scale, but maybe it's time now, maybe it's now time to scale. But uh, Camel, which is, 25 years old and so getting it right is, is now owned by Anthem. It might scale across the entire Anthem Blues platform. We'll see. All right. We had a lot of VC activity because mm-hmm. uh, it's an investor conference. Right. Um, we had both an investor, a VC's investor panel. We also had three one-on-one, inter- one-on-two interviews with an interviewer and a VC and a board member and the person and the company they've invested in, the entrepreneur they've invested right. in. A uh, couple of things. So one of them was a company called Science37, really interesting remote clinical trial company. Uh, um, Sanofi Ventures invested in that. Uh, it's interesting to me. There's a company called Mitris did something like this in 2010, mm-hmm. did remote clinical trials. It uh, didn't really take off. It uh, didn't generate that much revenue. It didn't have that much success. Uh, but they're still plugging away. Science37 has raised, I think, 39 or 38 million dollars including some money from 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 sanofi and uh you know sanofi uh, i was at their party the other night a lot of 
mature French guys with white hair and very expensive suits. Mm-hmm. By the time they and they fantastic food. By the time they spend <laughs> their money in some of this uh, digital health stuff, digital, digital uh, health stuff. So we're looking forward to, to seeing that. Um, okay, that was number six. Number five, Lisa Sunan, Venture Valkyrie, well known to all of us in, yeah. in this planet, of course. Uh, she was talking on her investor panel about looking for investment opportunities. She wanted to talk about mental health. There's a lot of discussion about mental and behavioral health, and she said there's some bunch of stuff for you know. Older people, it's not much for teenagers, but if you've got issues in that area when you're a teenager, you're likely to have it. You know, in young it's adults, adult. mm-hmm. young adults, right, are going to have that. No complete accident that her, uh, her you know, that, that she has. I happen to know that Lisa has a Lisa has a, uh, a young adult uh, daughter in in, in college. Um, it's kind of kind of funny. I was thinking, well, then we, what we really need is mental health uh, solutions for parents of five-year-olds. <laughs> Who think they're seventy-year-olds with orange hair, but don't know how to use Twitter? Because I, I haven't been in that situation. <laughs> oh, I, sh- I rag on my lovely daughter Coco, but she, uh, she's capable of driving really insane. <laughs> I wonder where she gets that from. Uh, not me. <laughs> All right. Um, great statement, Haman. Uh, oh, I'm murdering his name. Haman from uh, General Catalyst, who's uh, an, one of the early-stage investors, but a big investor in Devongo, Glenn Tillman's new company, mm-hmm. uh, the Diabetes and More. DM uh, management platform. Uh, he said a great statement. We were talking about the relationship between board members and CEOs. Haman uh, said, you know, you can join a board and you can be a collaborator or you can be an analyst. But if your job really is, if all you really want to do is analyze what went wrong and you don't really want to fix it, you should probably go do private equity instead, <laughs> which I think was a bit of a slam. That's right? some good advice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, back to my provider panel earlier this morning. Yeah. There was a this is number three, is a really uh, important topic. So Rashika Fanopoli, Erica Blitter from uh, Iora, Erica Bliss from Q-Lions, they're mm-hmm. providers who are starting to build technology themselves. Right. Uh, it's a big question as to whether, you know, they should be able, whether they have to do it or whether, you know, they should be buying from technology companies. Owen Tripp from Grand Rounds, he said it best, he said, look, you know, you provide, stop deluding yourselves that you can become tech companies by importing a foosball table and uh, putting on a beanbag or two. It's a very, very different culture. And it's not clear they can do it as well. That is a big, uh, big, uh, um, big uh, 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 area of contention that's going to go on as to, as to whether, you know, providers have to build their own stuff or whether they, you know, they can scale up. And in fact, uh, Sachin Jain from Camel said that yeah. he's waiting for, Rushika to spin off the tech company from Iora and he wants to be a customer and take it nationwide with Kemmel. We'll see if, you know, the reality, but nonetheless, that, you know, the, 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 the balance between tech solutions that, that can scale and providers building themselves and customizing it, that's still going to go on. Mm-hmm. All right, number two. Um, Lisa Sunan asked her investor panel mm-hmm. where the big exits were. This is uh, JP Morgan Week. We care about care about money and where it's going, um, and, where it's going and, where, and, and obviously exits are a big deal and uh, she they all kind of wimped out of the question about who, who's going to get taken out where but that I said the big thing we have to consider is you know has IBM Watson got any money left because they're the ones who've been doing <laughs> who've been taking it out you know they, they bought a bunch of companies in the, in the recent couple of years we're going to have to see if big players like that are going to continue, continue to come in and buy technologies and try to scale them out I think they probably will in the next few years okay. I think you know for those Massive companies like an IBM, like an SAP, like a you know who know who, who know and to put your name in here, um, but I think that that will happen. They did all agree. They think the pharma company is going to start buying some of these digital therapeutics. So that, that yeah, might. we've been seeing a lot of that. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right, and finally uh, we started. This, this is the number one. This is number one. This is the drum roll. Number one. Drum roll. Number one. Uh, 
There was a lot of discussion about a certain political transformation that's gone on in recent months. What <laughs> are you talking about? Who, who knows? That's possible. So, so uh, tell us. <laughs> so, you know, Jody Holson from ARP had a panel. I, I, I actually raised a, I did a survey of the audience about, you know, what we're going to do and the rest of it. So uh, I have a simple statement. Repeal, um, repeal, replace. Go to value-based care, don't go to value-based care. It doesn't matter. It's all going to be terrific. That's it. It's all going to be terrific. It's all going to be terrific. This is the. We're going to be tired. We're going to be doing so much winning. We're going to be tired of winning. <laughs> this is the kind of optimism that we definitely want from somebody who is going to transform healthcare, right? <laughs> the future of healthcare. Yeah. But in all seriousness, I do. I would love to get your opinion on what's going on in the in the climate here, and and, and understand your your rosy outlook, which is so typical of you, <laughs> um, to have this this brilliant. Um, this, this is funny. Very just, optimistic just outlook. Just going to interview me the other. Just the other day yeah. on the Moonshot issue, startup health, festival, startup, yeah. startup health festival, and I was saying, you know, they're talking about moonshots and amazing stuff, and I want to be able to fly a paper airplane across a, you know, a small wall. Dreaming big, always. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking like, you know, we 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 we've got a lot of incremental steps to make, and look, we are in a position where the policy outcome is still uncertain. Mm-hmm. The ACA was a driver of this business. It could get completely reversed and repealed. There could be massive changes. No one likes uncertainty. The potential customers, the people who just come into the market to buy these tools, like hospitals and provider groups, sure. you know, they are scared at the moment about what might happen to them. So it's, you know, there are many. I put out three scenarios this morning, and one of them is actually very unpleasant for the healthcare system as a whole and by knock-on for our industry. So you don't know. I mean, you can't tell. You've got to plan for every eventuality. The one thing that is encouraging is mm-hmm. that we're starting to get some wins about we're starting to see some of these technology-enabled services and technology and uh, technology companies working with patients, you know, we had someone from Amada Health on, some others, showing that there are actually been uh, positive results. Um, you know, I think Science 37 is, you know, is an example of a company like that. And, you know, if in the end you can do stuff better, faster, cheaper, I mean, doesn't matter your political queue, you've got to expect that that's going to, you know, that we're going to see more of that. But, you know, I, I, I was completely cynical I'm like you know Greg, Greg's behind the camera I, you know I, I, when I was doing stuff I was doing 20 years ago I was pretty cynical about whether any of this stuff would ever work I got much more encouraged as I started seeing some of this technology come down the line in the last 10 years I'm you know I'm still optimistic but I understand it may not stay that way so cautiously optimistic I you know You've got a, you, This is a great time to be a scenario planner. I used to be a futurist. You, there are multiple scenarios. Could there, Can you talk through real quick the three that you walked through this yeah, morning? Yeah, I mean, so the three, the three real quick. One is sort of Obamacare light. They call it something different, but they keep basically both something along the lines of the insurance side, <coughs> and they keep the value-based care side in place. Okay. The second is kind of Obamacare light, but they stop the value-based care stuff. Okay. And Tom Price, the new uh, HHS secretary. You know, it's on record as not liking some of the bundle payment aspects and some sure. of the other things which have been, you know, have been part of CMS's effort to, to move towards value care. The guy is an orthopedic surgeon, old style, old school solo practitioner orthopedic surgeon. They were not the, you know, they're not the people, you know, they, they were not the droids that we were looking for in kind of the value-based world, right? <laughs> <coughs> and the third one is the nuclear option of they repeal and replace but never actually get around to replacing. Mm-hmm. And that will, I think, do some cataclysmic stuff to the market, you know, we'll have to see what happens. But if they did that, you know, and really 
disrupted what happened with Medicaid, the expansion of Medicaid, disrupted, I mean, there's a bunch of cuts to Medicare in the ACA that right. were, you know, that the money was funneled back to them through Medicaid and through the insurance, you know, and hospitals could stand to lose, and it could be kind of a nuclear winter for the, the sector, which could really impact a lot of things. I might have a fun, fun slide, which is that the Commonwealth Fund did an analysis of uh, potential job losses. It was just a straight repeal of the ACA. And the job losses in Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Florida from the ACA repeal, in each case, the number of jobs lost just exceeds the number of votes by which Trump won those states. So, you know, the I don't think that's going to happen because politically it's going to be too tough. Right. But, you know, there was a lot of discussion about that. And, you know, people are right to be to be so when you do scenario planning you're trying to figure out which one which of these scenarios and that could be salvaged. would you like to place a bet well on the record. Nah, not <laughs> i mean I, I my bet would be it's going to be um that they're going to back down it'll be obamacare light with some some modified changes but you know you can definitely be wrong and uh, there are a number of people including me who've been wrong about the politics of the country in the last few months so Right. So maybe <laughs> yeah. we'll be surprised again. <laughs> maybe we'll be surprised again. You know, let's see. but you've got to be prepared for the consequences of those surprises, and that's why you would look at this. So everyone who's involved in health and health technology needs to be thinking about different paths forward, based on what actually will happen. And we'll know over the next couple of months, you know, the, gov- the government side of things, and we'll start seeing how it shakes out in the market. Has this winter tech felt different to you because of this climate? Yeah. Yeah. No, no question. People are, you know, there was a very strong roadmap that Indy Sabai laid out this morning really well that we've been working on for, 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 for some time, essentially from 2009 onwards. But, you know, it was kind of laid out even by the Bushies, yeah. by the Bush administration with David Bader and others. They didn't put much money behind it, but they ran sort of the EMI use in the early 2000s. So for about, I would say since 2003, 2004, we've kind of been seeing a progression to where we are now. And you can see that go and continue in a sort of rational way that with these types of technologies get adopted within the healthcare system and you get patients on board and what have you. But, you know, there's, I think there is fear in the streets. And look, let's be, let's be clear about this. This section, of the, in fact, I don't mean any section of the healthcare industry, this section of the healthcare industry uh, and the technology section of Silicon Valley folks, they were not in favor of what happened, you know, yeah. of, of the Trump world. They, you know, they, 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 they were, uh, uh, and the sort of both the healthcare side and the Silicon Valley side we're not the you know old line oil business or the coal miners. We didn't, <laughs> we weren't expecting this, and we didn't we didn't want it. Right. Um, but you know, reality is reality. You have to live with it. Right. So we got to we got to figure out how to do this the, the best we can. Yeah. Well, that's what we're gonna do, right? Do the best we can. Keep moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> we'll talk more about it, I'm sure, in the fall at your event in the fall. Um, so we'll see you there, most likely, if not before then. We'll see you before then. But thank, thanks well, so much, Jessica. No problem. Thank you so much, Matthew. Thank you for all of the brilliant insight, and we enjoyed walking through your top ten list. Thanks so <laughs> much. Thanks. This is Jessica Damasa at, at Health 2.0's Winter Tech um, here at J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference for Health Innovation Media. Thank you. <laughs>
That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.